Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice, season three, episode 14, Love Bites. Episode 14, Love Bites, was written by Dana Barata and directed by Matthew Penn. It aired on February 11th, 2010. Enjoy. Woo woo. It's funny because when I was like thinking, I was like, oh, like love bites, like love stinks. But then you said love bites, like bite. Like as if like, yes, like like muffin bites. I don't know why I'm thinking of muffin bites, those little chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. And to be honest, it wasn't even until I just said it out loud that I understood why the episode is called. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Based off of what happens in the episode. That's yeah. really funny. Everybody, everybody's like in a bad place romantically, especially that poor mom. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The double meaning. See, I wasn't even thinking about it like that. Like, love oh, yeah. bites. Like, as in, as in, like, love sucks. I was thinking about it in, like, the actual. Yes. Wow. I see what they did there. Oh, yeah. They're they're sneaky, those writers. So sneaky. Yeah. Um, our patient breakdown, as we were just discussing, discussing, yes. we have Lauren Woods. Poor Lauren Woods. She is pregnant. She has apnea, hypothermia, and a ventricular septal defect. Mm. Paige has a fever and hepatitis B, and Seth has hepatitis B. And then we're going to talk about the gala as well. And we have first notes and miscellaneous per use. Amazing. Oh, what's your first note? My first note is not cardiac arrest. (laughs) I can't believe it. It definitely started off with a lot of drama. Yeah. And I I mentioned this in our Patreon, um, but... uh, I was just so taken aback by the quality, by the camera mm-hmm. quality and mm-hmm. difference. Just like as soon as the episode started, I told you I had to check and I was like, did I start like a couple seasons ahead? But it's like the the jump, it's like as if like this was the year that HD was discovered and yeah. the camera yeah. quality yeah. was significantly better. But that was really my my first thought. Um, but then of course we got started off, we kicked off with the drama with Charlotte and Addison busting through the doors. Recently, yeah, it's been just straight into the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how I'd be like, yeah, right. I get my, my notes and get it together. They start off so quick. Yeah, you have to pause immediately to type. Mm. Yep. There was no music. That's what got me. There's usually intro music. Oh. There was no music and there was so much fog. It was so ominous. Wow. See, I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Why do I have – oh. Violet says to Pete, all part of the crazy, huh? It's when Pete is, like, deciding he's not mad at Violet anymore. Mm. The fact that Violet is using the term crazy as a psychiatrist is, like, not great. Right. But also, she's not crazy. I'm putting that in, like, big quotes. It's PTSD, uh-huh. and she absolutely has a right to have it. Like, yeah. you, you're very much allowed to not want to be in a crowd. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Even when watching it, my mom was trying to catch her up verbally with what was going on with every character. So much to do. And she was like, what's going on? Right. I was like, this is not easy. She was like, what's going on with her? And I was just like, oh, you know, she, you know, had her baby taken out of her in a very horrible way. And, you know, she has PTSD from it. Because it took me a while. Like, I've been watching it so long that I have to yeah. pause too. Like, yeah, what is wrong with so-and-so? Yeah. Because we were kind of removed from it. Because that happened, what, season? Two. With them? Two. Also, just last season. Wow, it feels like it's been, like, two seasons. I know. So, so, yeah, it's still kind of fresh for Violet. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any more first notes? I just kind of went straight into it. No, that was the, those are my only two: the cardiac arrest and the the camera quality. Yeah, yeah, and a <laughs> yeah. bursting through those doors. Yeah, they got right into it. Yeah. Uh, shall we move to Lauren Woods? Yes. It's a very big baby for thirty three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know that they sometimes use. I don't want to say the fake babies, but, like, they are fake babies, the, like, silicone ones. Yeah. But I guess they wanted us to, like, hear the crying and see the baby's face. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes I go back and forth with that too. I'm just like, what shots do they choose to use? Like, okay, we need a real baby yeah. for this close up. And then it's like, okay, we're going to use a silicone doll baby for this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's that's a very good question how they choose when yeah. to do what. Right. Yeah. What's your first note for Miss Lauren? I have jumped and I feel like that is a bit later I feel like that's a couple scenes in when we circle back to her and we find out what she's actually dealing with because I felt like with her scenes I was really trying to grasp okay who is this woman and what actually happened to her yeah so I don't have much for her but uh but I just knew that the the stakes for her case were very high Uh uh-huh uh-huh when she I think for because she's unconscious for like a good chunk of the episode right and when she goes where's Michael where's Michael I kept thinking that this was an episode with a car driving off the edge because it almost sounded, I know it's her husband or ex-husband or terrible human that she made a baby with. I'm really not a fan of him. I say that later. Yep. Yep. But um, I feel like there's an episode either that we've covered or will cover or is on Grey's or is on something or some sort of Shonda show, might even Mm -hmm. be How to Get Away with Murder, where the mom drives off the edge of a cliff with her kids. Does that mm. ring a bell for you? No, at least not that I remember with Grays. And it could be in, in maybe in private practice that I just haven't seen yet. But yeah. It I, sounds like a Shonda, Shonda story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It might even be like, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Law and Order, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Getting the stories crossed. Yeah, there's a lot. There was an episode recently that I was watching in like season six of SVU where um, it's a violent situation. She cuts a baby out of a mom. The mom dies and then she raises the baby as her own. Oh, absolutely not. No. And it's only found out because they like do a blood test on the baby for some reason. I don't remember. Um, And then it finds, it it ends up that the baby is not the dad's Mm. who is, like the killer Mm-mm-mm. but it's not the mom's either and then that's how that comes out it's yeah. a big mess that's a big that's mess horrible. there I just that, uh, just the act and just like I mean private practice I think they did a really good job of showing it and articulating it really well um but just the act of like a baby physically being taken Ugh. from the mother like the trauma of that I feel is like equivalent to like sexual assault you know what I mean just yeah. when I think about it I'm just like just the PTSD from that alone is just mind-boggling to me but like literally in my in my nightmares I hear Violet saying you have to cut lower oh my gosh her having to talk her through how to take her baby from her that's what got me probably more so than like the baby getting taken right she was just like well if you're gonna do this to me do it right yeah don't hurt the child exactly in my nightmares I hear that horrible yeah Uh, back to Miss Lauren, another yes. <laughs> situation. <laughs> um, they're right. You can't force someone to have surgery without their consent unless it's emergent. Right. And then even later when it is emergent, she does give her She's, consent. Right. Finally. I was like, it still took some convincing. Addison had to be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your husband is like, <laughs> and like, yeah, I thought about that too. I was just like, that was real. I was thinking when Addison was trying to convince her, I was like, well, what if she wouldn't have said yes to surgery? Like, what yeah. was she about to do? Like, Literally just uh, die. Right. And it makes me think of, from doctors' perspectives, like, how they have to be actors in their own right at some point. Um, I've spent a lot of time with the doctors or, yeah, or doctors on their way this past week. Doctors in training. <laughs> doctors in training. And his mentor, actually, I had saw, saw something on her um, Instagram story and she was sharing how um, she, the, the parents were bringing in the child um, I think for their shots I don't even know if it was for COVID vaccines specifically but basically they made the choice for their child to not get these shots slash vaccinations and um, you know the father was explaining the research that he did and like the, the my brother's mentor was saying you know most likely from an unreliable source yeah and she was just saying I don't know who to be mad at like for the school system like you know for people just thinking that they're wiser than years of research and medical professionals like I just the frustration that doctors might go through to like to actually have to convince a patient like you need to get surgery yeah. you die. like yeah Oh my gosh, I even feel bad when I go into the doctor and I'm like, I think I have an ear infection, but like, you're the one that's trained. You can tell me if I don't. Like, I just feel as though. <laughs> no, that's so funny. That's so 
that it's funny that you say that because I was, I, my brother was literally talking about that this week and he was just like, what, what they tell us in school, he was like that it should be, he was like, it's, it's actually helpful when the patient does do that. He was like, because like, you know, your body better. Like, yeah. so you should be like, you know, this is how I feel. This is what I think. Cause he said a lot of the times we will ask the patient, like, well, what do you think is going on? He was like, it's more of like a collaboration with the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously like, you know, they know what's up yeah. <laughs> or should, like you hope that they do, but, um, but that's good. Like, you know, sometimes I have trouble with that. I'll be like, I think it's this, but I don't know. It kind of feels like this. So yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> At least you know. <laughs> right? I mean, it's obviously one thing if your doctor does not believe you. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. And it's sometimes some things you don't know whether, uh, you don't know what the normal feeling is supposed to be yeah. like. Like I'm thinking with like, personally, like things like cramps and things like that. Exactly. So like when you go to the doctor, it's like, I don't know if like, I'm just a punk and this is like the normal pain I should be feeling for this, but like, it's hurting. <laughs> So if there's any way to decrease this pain, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Also, while we're talking about this, if anyone Mm -hmm. is in the performing arts profession, doesn't matter if you are an actor, if you're a stagehand, if you're a director, if you're anything, but anything in the arts, the Actors Fund has an incredible program called Every Artist Insured. And Mm -hmm. twice now they have helped me figure out what insurance, what health insurance I should get. And just figured out and like gone through the weeds for me so that I don't have to understand. But um, they have, yeah, they have offices in every major city. So I've done it in New York and LA, but they also have Chicago and I think Texas and Georgia. They have all over and they can help you. Um, I'll put that in the chat if anyone is looking because insurance is much harder here than it should be to get. But the Actors Fund is an incredible organization that I I'll love them. Um, and if anyone's looking for help getting insurance, because Lord knows Actors Equity, you have to have too many weeks to ever qualify yep. for their insurance. Yep. yep, I had to had to hop off that plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great resource. To yeah, share. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'll put that in the chat. In the chat. Wow. In the <laughs> in the episode notes. Um, and yeah, I've had um. Ironically, my helper out here was Dr. Kai when Dr. Okay. Kai Bartley was starting to be a real um, character on Grace. I'll get out. <laughs> so I know that I wasn't actually emailing with Dr. Kai Bartley, but like I thought I was. <laughs> You're like, I'd like to think that I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, I feel like we just Lauren. I thought that we weren't going to have a lot to say about her, but now she's taking up like our whole episode. Right, I and I literally only have like one note for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, my next is, I'm not a fan of Michael the husband. Wow. Oh my, that's literally exactly what I said. I was just like, not exactly husband of the year. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not not great. And yeah, he seemed to have his list of excuses as to why he could no longer do it. But at the end of the day, in sickness and in health, my man. Like, yeah. He, yeah. What, what even was his excuse? That he didn't want the baby... He just didn't want to be married. It's kind of like what Sam was doing with Naomi at the beginning. Like, I did, I just don't want to be married. Gotcha. But also, like, think of that before you take a vow for your life. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you knew that before you got married, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't a Lauren note, but it's while they're discussing Lauren. At 13 minutes and 40 seconds, it's when Sam and Charlotte and Addison, I think it's Charlotte, it might be Violet, um, they're talking outside Lauren's room. Sam has this gorgeous iridescent button-down shirt on. It's like pinky, purpley, gray. It's beautiful. I was really, for some reason, paying attention to the guys' outfits in this episode. And I felt the opposite. I felt like more than ever, I was really keen to the women's fashion, which I like, you know, usually I like, you're like, did you see this stop? And I'm like, no, girl, I missed it. But this episode, I was really like, oh, I like that. Like, yeah. 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 I have, I have a question when we get to our gala section about that. I can't that. wait. The gala, fashion, the gala fashion was on point. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was especially floored by the makeup as well. Me too. I was like, okay, eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. It was like yeah. the OG smoky eye where it was just the whole eye is black instead of like yeah. an ombre situation. And I was into it. I kind of like missed that look. I, I missed the smoky eyes. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. still kind of do it, but it's more of like you use five different eyeshadows to make one, you know, 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm so lazy. I'm like, if I can figure out how to like get it done with like two colors max. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll be like, Great. But no, yeah, I definitely peeped that too. And I peeped out like Addison's probably had like the most minimal and Naomi. Yeah, Naomi. Yeah. For the gala. Yeah. Because I was actually surprised that they didn't like have Audra come a little harder for the gala, especially as a speaker. I know. But, I have, I say. have notes about that and hypo- right. hypotheses why. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So that's all I have for Lauren. I hope that they're well. I, mm-hmm. my heart hope their jumped. marriage made it. Not, not really. <laughs> Probably not. Actually, I don't hope that for her at all. No. Yeah. When they bring the baby in and she's like, I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. My heart. I know. That was an emotional scene. I was yeah. like, yeah. Because, yeah. Because admittedly, most of the Lauren scenes, I felt like that was like in and out as far as holding my attention. But Same. when they brought the baby in and she apologized to the baby. And what did she say? Like, I, I almost, I'm sorry I almost for killed you. you. Yeah. I almost killed you. Yeah. That, that got my, my heartstrings. Mm, it really did. On to, I have Paige and Seth in the same line because Seth is really only in one scene. Child, these kids. I yeah. Know, I know. <laughs> but it's um, Caitlin Dever, Caitlin Dever. I was so excited to see her, especially yeah. so young. Like, wow, she's been she's been at it for a minute, huh? She Acting. has. She has. Um, dear listeners, if you don't know who we're talking about, it's Paige, the young girl who gets bitten by who she thinks is her <laughs> eternal love. Now, <laughs> now, what year was this? Because when Charlotte, I was like, okay, Charlotte with the uh with the Twilight yeah. reference. But was this like when Twilight was this the year that Twilight was out and popping, or Twilight had already been out for a minute, like the movies? This is 2010. I'm not sure. Let me take a look. I've never, I never got into Twilight. I know that you know what? Um, Abby from the On Call Room is really into it and just recently rewatched them. Yes. But I've never, the first like vampire thing that I've been into is Buffy and Angel recently. Okay. okay. Twilight is 2008, but there's more than one movie. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm wondering it was probably, if this was a. A year that maybe like a sequel came out, Breaking yeah. Dawn or something. Mm-hmm. I've always been more into Ed. Oh my god, his name's not Edward Cullen or Ced- Cedric Diggory, but I got Robert Pattinson. I was all, yeah. like, when I see Robert Pattinson, I think of Cedric from Harry Potter and not Edward oh, Cullen. Really? Yeah, I didn't even know he was in Harry Potter. See, that's how yeah. removed I am from that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Okay. Okay. Then there's. Yes. Four movies. There's four, five, four movies? Four? I don't know. I feel like there's four. I think. Because they broke the last one up into like two parts, right? Yeah. I think. I'm not sure. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Caitlin is in Booksmart and Dear Evan Hansen and Unbelievable, and she's grown into just this incredible actor and I it's I mean we know well it's really hard to switch from being a child actor to being a a mature actor yeah and she's I feel like done it seamlessly even though she's still young Um, she's younger than us which I was shocked when I looked at her uh page I was like oh she's younger than us yeah unbelievable was so good it was like it made me like be more conscious about putting things in front of because I too have like a, a side door for, for listeners who have seen the series <laughs> no but i know the okay. story gotcha you know because it is based on a true story it is, yeah, yeah. I, like, I like made my mom watch it and i was just like my apartment is a similar setup to her character and you know the real person's mm. well, who knows how the real person's apartment was set up but <laughs> i'm sure it's <laughs> the same had, like, an extra door that i was just like oh my gosh i need to be more aware of that Oh. Um, but she was incredible in that. I thought Booksmart was hilarious. Um, yeah. I haven't to see the Dear Evan Hansen movie, but I'm sure she was great in that. Yes, yeah, she was. She plays um, – so my friend Colton, as we talked about before, who I went to college with, he plays Connor, and she plays okay. uh, Zoe. So they're like brother okay. and sister. So at the top of the show – of the show, of this segment, mm-hmm. when we first – like this was as I was typing Caitlin – Devers. I, I don't know if it's Deaver or Deborah. I'm very sorry if you're a I'm listener. Sure I, re- I would be happy to redo my pronunciation. <laughs> Just let us know. Anyway, 
I, I typed all I can think about is vampires. And I was like, is this because I'm watching Angel right now? Like what? And then right. like two seconds later, I said, glad I'm not alone. Charlotte says the same thing two minutes later. And then it is about vampires. <laughs> yep. yep. Which is crazy because I thought that when she said that, I was just like, I, I just thought that, oh, like a Twilight reference. Like maybe yeah. it was like popular in culture at the time, but I didn't think that it was actually going to be about vampires. I did think from the jump, I was just like, girl, I know a hickey when I see one. And that's <laughs> like, that is not a curling iron. <laughs> that is not a curling iron scar. No. Um, but Maybe yeah. like a chip clip. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like those old um they're not even curling irons, but like the the roll the curling roller thingies. Oh yeah. Where they're the hot rollers and then you put uh-huh. like a chip clip thing on top of it to keep it in safe. To keep it cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, but girl doesn't know about that. She's just trying to cover herself. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm also wondering Besides the fact that it's 2010 and the heteronormative culture that we live in, why does Cooper automatically assume that it's a boy who bit her? Oh, see, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. This yeah. is 2008, you said? 2010. Twilight is 2008. 20, 2010. 2010. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because even if it's not like a romantic, eternal love thing that it turns out to be, I feel like girls are so girls are so mean especially middle school girls it could even be like a bullying thing a bullying thing like you know and you know like some girlfriends are you know close questionably close yeah right (laughs) in a way way that it's like you know that they don't even think of it like sexually and they just like are funny and weird with each other that like yeah it could have it could have taken a lot of different lanes yeah so I was like why does he automatically assume that it's a boy and then we meet the boy First of all, I was like, why does he look like he's seven? I know. I was thinking the same thing. He's so little. He looked like he had the Justin Bieber hair and he was so, so young. And usually when I say that someone has an old soul, that's a good thing. But this boy has an old soul in the sense that like you can tell that he's going to be a terror as a teen and a a 20-something. Yeah. He goes, I've been walking the earth for 2,000 years. Like, boy – why did he say that? And then I was just like, okay. Then I was actually concerned for him when he said that. Because I was like, is he a little mental? I mean, is he really Violet, way, Violet's case? <laughs> yeah, I was like, we need to turn this over to Violet. Because I was like, does he really think? And then I was like, oh, he's just being a smart aleck. Yeah. Crazy. It was awful. Do you have anything else for Paige and Seth? Let me see. Honestly, no. I just... Seth. See, I didn't even write him down. He was... <laughs> I didn't even write Seth's character down, but no, I was just—I was surprised at how he ended the scene with Cooper when he was just like, like "I know." Little play on words there. Yeah, I wanted to see the other girls come in with their bites on their necks too, and have the like comedic noise in the back of like the the, the music that they always do, the like yeah, the light music. Yeah, and the girls coming in all with like bandages on their neck, being like, "I am sorry, Paige." He's mine. (laughs) Right, exactly. All Um, fighting over this child. Gosh, horrible hepatitis. (laughs) Oh my god. And then someone says, what an interesting way to develop hepatitis B. (laughs) I I would have never, that's like the last way I would have ever imagined. To be honest, I don't even know if I knew that you could contract it like that. Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. Nope. (laughs) On to the gala. Yes. What's your first note? Let's see. I said Dr. Fife cleaned up. Yes. <laughs> he looked nice with his slick back hair and yeah. his cuts. He's my Sam style. Yeah. Oh, is he okay? Yeah. He good. yeah, it was like the first time that like, and I feel like he, like there's been like little um, progressions in his style. Yeah. Ever so slight. Like even when they're in the office, he's just been like, showing up a little bit more to me i don't know if that's like you know maybe because he's in love with naomi that could have to do with it yeah it broke my heart it's at the very end when they leave when naomi and william are leaving in the elevator and they're they kiss fife is in fife in his little grandpa sweater broke my heart great shot yeah elevator like right before they 
but yeah, poor Fife. I'm just like, speak up. I he know. Just, he's just always like lurking as they're flirting. And I'm just like, if you don't go and get your woman. Yeah. But um, I can't but, wait yeah. to hear your musings. Oh, yes. <laughs> when they're trying to convince Violet and Dell to go, Sam mm-hmm. says, we're going to brush our teeth, put on expensive clothes. Like, since when is brushing your teeth only for special occasions? I'm right, worried. Like, concerning. Yeah. The way he delivered that whole line was really funny to me. Yeah. I quoted him, like, we're going to have fun. And, like, <laughs> almost <laughs> blunt way. I was like, I love the moments when they allow Tay Diggs to be Tay Diggs, yeah. which is a Polish comedian. My brother and I also watched Malibu's Most Wanted this past week, which is, like, our, one of our favorites, oldie jamie kennedy movies which yeah. is ridiculous and so funny we could like quote the whole thing but like tay Diggs in that he plays an actor which in the stupidest way which is like him in real life so yeah. it was almost like watching him be him just like the silliest actor being stupid he's just stupid <laughs> funny so i love when he gets to be funny because i feel like I don't know how funny Sam is like really supposed to be written to be, but I feel like he finds moments (laughs) to get in there. (laughs) It's so fun to watch. Yeah. But I'm really worried about if they don't brush their teeth because like the amount of close talking that they do. Yeah. And does that mean that Sam doesn't normally brush his teeth? Why would he say that? I didn't even, I missed that he said that to be (laughs) honest about the brush the teeth part. I remember him saying, like, we're going to put on expensive clothes. Yeah. Or maybe, I'm I'm reading way too much into this, but, like, just for comedy's Mm -hmm. sake, bringing the tay out of myself, maybe somebody has bad breath. And Sam is like, we're going to brush our teeth. (laughs) Implying, like, I'm letting you know. This is what you need to do. That's so funny. Because you haven't been doing it thoroughly enough. Nope. Nope. Brush the tongue, too. Okay. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> At 22 minutes and 20 seconds, mm-hmm. I have the um, subtitles on so that I can, mm-hmm. you know, get all the little Same. details. Billy Holiday's Crazy He Calls Me starts playing. Did you catch that too? I caught it. I literally told my mom, I was like, they're playing Billy Holiday. Yeah. And she plays her. Yes. So, so many years. And yeah. it was so funny that they happen to have it playing during her scene too. Exactly. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, yeah, it starts playing, and there's just like you see Naomi walking towards Pete. Yes. And, dear listeners, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there's a great, great show. It's not a one woman show because there's two characters and a dog, but uh, it's essentially like a one woman show mm-hmm. called Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. And Audra McDonald played her. I saw it. Did you see it? Not in person, but I watched it on HBO. I was just wondering to tell the listeners to see if it's still on HBO because it used to be. It is on uh, streaming on Amazon. Okay, when it's on I looked Amazon. last night, so 2014, cool. I stood in that line, the rush line. You saw it in person. I did. I oh saw it with God. three of my friends from a program I was in at the time, mm-hmm. and we rushed it together, and we saw it, and I met Audrey McDonald, and. <gasps> Oh my I God. I think that was the last show that I ever that I've staged doored, and I normally <laughs> like, I don't wouldn't. Need to see it. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, end on a high note. But I yeah. normally don't stage door just because of how it has gotten in the last 10, 15 years. But for that, I was like, I need to meet Audrey McDonald. Oh my gosh, how was she? Was she sweet? Incredible! I have a photo. I'll send it to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, oh, she seems very nice. I have friends that recently met her that were in Carolina change and mm. she was talking to them at the stage door and she just seems very very kind I had friends in that too we'll chat after and see if they're the yeah. same yeah oh yeah so anyway Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill she won a Tony for that did she win an mm. Emmy for that as well or was she not I don't know I don't remember I don't some don't don't I don't I feel maybe oh, nominated yeah. because yeah she's close to an yep. EGOT it was shot beautifully yeah yeah it was really good yeah Yeah, she was great very worth the watch uh Mm -hmm. not for young children but i feel like if you can if you can watch this you can probably watch that Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's different but similar right yeah um so to naomi's dress i expected her to be wearing more of a cocktail dress and i was thinking i put my actor brain on Mm-hmm. And I can see from the character's perspective, A, having so much of her brain 
preoccupied by the Maya stuff, like not yes. feeling like getting all dressed up, not wanting yeah. to buy another dress, not because she doesn't have the funds to, because obviously she does, but just like yeah. mentally not wanting to celebrate at this time. Yes. And also not wanting to show too much skin because, I mean, we can tell that she likes William, but yeah. she doesn't want to assume anything and I can see her mm-hmm. wanting to look more conservative because she's doing this speech and all of that mm-hmm. what what were you thinking because I was expecting her to come in in like drop dead ball gown right as I as because I even I'm literally visualing what I would imagine her and it was like the complete opposite like I imagined her to come in and like in an updo like yeah. a twisted updo bun with her hair pulled back showing off her <laughs> her neckline and this like like floor length uh, red strapless like bodice like that's what I envisioned her being in and then when it showed her (laughs) and just like her lightly curled bob and like just like looking looking like she you know Naomi's conservative but I felt like she looked particularly conservative for like a gala event with like the sleeves and I was like what she got on yeah and so (laughs) I was just like but when she went into that monologue, which I think was like one of the best, about, like oh she, yeah, the writers give her so many good yeah. opportunities. Me and my mom talk about this all the time. How like if you didn't know that she was just like a Broadway star with like the most beautiful voice, like you know, it it could easily be combated with like Andre's an excellent actress. Yeah. Like you know, like she like bodies those monologues so well. And my point is, when she got into the monologue about like what has been going on with mm. her when she was telling William. then it started to make more sense to me like you said I was just like this has got to be a character choice because all of them came in looking so good Addison Charlotte Violet like makeup done Naomi looked like she came straight from work brought her to work with her like so I was like this has to be an intentional choice so Mm -hmm. I I agree with you I think it was supposed to show her state of mind yeah (laughs) that monologue is at 23 minutes I rewound it and watched it again I think I need to go back and record it and like steal it. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was going to say it could be like, cause we were just talking before about some changes in some of the industry yeah. writing your own work. You could yeah. totally take that. I was like, I need a comedic, you know, <laughs> kind of hysterical monologue. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. And then she says, oh, I had three martinis and two glasses of wine. I don't know about you, but like I would be immobile. Like I would be unable to speak, let alone walk. When she said it was the three martinis for me, and I was just like, that's funny. But then when she said <laughs> and two and three glasses of wine, did she say two or three glasses of wine? Either way, honestly. I was like, girl, how did you give that speech? I was just like, uh-uh. Because one glass of wine, it's like, okay, like, you know, that'll do it to you. But like, no. No. That and, was funny. And I could... I couldn't even tell until she said, I'm loose. I'm feeling loose. I need to get I was loose. like, this, this is loose for you. Oh. <laughs> her alcohol really well because I was like yeah that got me I was like and even the fact that she said all that out loud to William and like got into like and I'm not sure if you're flirting with me oh my heart and all that in front of Fife I was like oh god yeah that's what my note says poor Fife watching these sparks fly between Nay and William when he obviously loves her yes and it's so strange to me it always has been that this is happening with William right now because the last time that we saw him was when he called Charlotte heartless or am I wrong? That's right. He is the same guy. Yeah. I didn't even put two and two together. I like knew that we have seen him before, but I couldn't remember when. So yeah. that's right. I'm surprised they didn't give us a moment where like he and Charlotte had a little, little scene at the gala or did they? And I missed it. <laughs> No, they didn't, but I feel like it would be a really good deleted scene. And now I'm remembering that Charlotte did see William in the elevator. It was when she was really not in a a good place, and she was like, I'm thriving. Uh, I'm doing so well. Oh, yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah. 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 Uh, So my question for you, and I can answer first so you have time to think. Okay. (laughs) Whose outfit would you wear in 2010? Oh, probably my mind is like going to Charlotte's because I think I mm-hmm. mostly because I think that they they showed her first like yeah. at the camera she was one of the first looks we saw and I was so taken by her makeup look mm-hmm. um and th- there was like one thing off about it that I thought was like too like I think like she could have did without the necklace yeah with again, the like, with the one shoulder I feel like a necklace is redundant Right, yeah, and I was like, well, that's very 2010, like a chunky yeah. statement necklace. They all had such chunky, the violets in the first in the first scene, uh-huh. 
Yeah, yeah, they all did exactly. And it was like, and I was so disappointed because I was just like, I loved uh, Violet's like makeup and hair, like look in the gala. That like when we fast forwarded to a couple, that like sixties half up, half down. Bump, yeah. What was that in the NICU? I was like, what? They, what did they? Why did they do her hair like that? I was like, who would do their hair like that to come to work? But um, in a hospital. Right in a hospital of all places, like, but um, but probably Violet's. I like I like Charlotte's. Um, we're the same. We're the same. Updo too. Yeah. Uh, Addison looked beautiful. I liked her updo and stuff. I wanted like a little bit more makeup from her. I wanted a red lip or a statement lip from her because something. the dress was beige. The dress, yeah, it was like that, like gray, like silvery, yeah, and like I felt like it was like she, I noticed that she was the only one who didn't like have a lower lash liner. Yeah. Um. Her and Naomi. Yeah, <laughs> but, Naomi uh, had no face. Yeah, right. But I guess it was like a cute counterbalance to like Charlotte and Violet's smoky eyes. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. so in 2010, I said, I think I would do Violet's dress, mm-hmm. but with Naomi's makeup. Oh, that that would be very 2010. The yeah. Makeup look. That makes sense. But today I would wear Charlotte's dress. I loved that. It was like riveted. Is that what that's called? The like silver stuff on the shoulder I would do Charlotte's dress with Addison's makeup I would still wear Charlotte's dress today yeah I was about to say I was like I think Charlotte had the most like the most current looking look all together so beautiful Mm -hmm. do you have anything else for the gala Mm -hmm. that was really yeah Yeah. I loved Mm -hmm. it Oh, I did mention Dell. I was just like, Dell is out and about and looking cute as ever. I know. And I did peep when he said that. It was like, my musings coming into fruition. And when he said that, I just want to move on. I was just like, yes, it's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want Dell to find love so badly. So, yeah, that was it. <laughs> I love the scene with him and Violet. I love that they were like commiserating together. Me too. Me too. I, that's like, I feel like they're a pair we didn't, you know don't get to see much yeah of. yeah along with um violet and sam i really like together when they're planning the wedding yes yeah that was cute too yeah when he like kind of like forced, forced yeah. that responsibility on her and like gave her a little cheek kiss mm-hmm. i don't have too much about the wedding planning me neither okay i thought it was really there wasn't like a lot about it but um, mm-hmm. I really liked – I could totally see a 15-year-old be like, I want a hot air balloon and this Cinderella carriage and right. pink. <laughs> that was, like, so silly to me, which is, like, hilarious considering she's about to be a mother and it was just, like, her – the style being pretty immature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So extravagant. Uh-huh. On to miscellaneous, even though we're already in miscellaneous. I know. I feel like – just go back and see what I didn't cover. Yeah. I did say, okay, forgiveness for Pete. Yeah. Um, which was like, I thought like almost like a comedic counter to where we see he and Addison end up <laughs> together. It's just like, oh, just in time for him to finally forgive Violet to like hop into bed with somebody else. Yeah. And I yeah. loved when they were like, I'm in love with Violet. I'm in love with Sam. And then they just started laughing. I know. I was like, it was, it was like I mean like I get what they were going for I was like you know comedic yeah also like kind of cringy I was like why don't you guys like actually go be with the people you're in love with well I see why Addison's not <laughs> right true yeah she actually has a valid reason they both they both have really valid reasons yeah 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 and then when it was happening I was like didn't we already see them together but I guess they never really got together that's what I Addison- was yeah it yeah. seemed like they were Right, because it was, like, such an emotional, you know, tension uh-huh. and attraction. But I guess they never, like, actually hooked up when yeah. Addison first got to the practice. I can absolutely see both ways how Addison can see it as cheating and Sam sees it as not. Yes, yes, I I agree. And I think, yeah, I think that comes from just, like, women and being a little bit more emotionally intelligent because I'm yeah. actually a little frustrated with Sam for not understanding a little bit more especially with that having been his wife yeah. it's just like you should you should get why this isn't right and it being <laughs> his choice and breaking Naomi's heart right exactly it's like well what are you like Sam what's your plan like yeah. you plan to address this when Naomi finds out he just wants to like you know throw caution to the wind but it's like what are y'all going to say to her when she confronts you <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah. Fife admitting that he's not good at emotions is such a breath of fresh air. And like, I'm a notorious Fife 
not lover, mm-hmm. not a fife, what however that would be said. But also like him admitting that he's not good at emotions is mm. maybe a sign that he is actually good with emotions because he can admit that he is not. And he's self-aware. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unlike ironically Violet. Right. <laughs> Violet is so she's like has to be the most like self-aware but unaware person ever yeah such a duality right she's so good at giving other people advice but then is like I'm disconnected from my child and I know I am but this is why <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's so like I'm like yeah it's like can't you like therapize yourself into like you know but yeah yeah, yeah. again she needs I keep hitting this she needs to see someone outside of the practice Outside I of the agree. building, the building, not the practice, the, the building. building. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not even Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Naomi says to Violet, I also, I feel like Violet is seeing all these people this episode that she's not normally clicking with. Like, she's clicking with Naomi and Sam and Dell and like people that we know that she's with, but I feel like she just has always, we've only seen her with Cooper and Pete and like a little bit Charlotte, mm-hmm. but I love yeah. seeing her with these other people in our ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. So Naomi says to Violet about Sam and wedding planning that she's glad that he's not going through it alone when like yes. she could easily step in and be sure that he doesn't, but she's not. And yes. I've never really understood that. Like I get being mad at your daughter for doing this and it's not even like she's mad at Sam for agreeing to the wedding. She mm-hmm. just, as Violet said in her in the last episode, like sh- Naomi's mad because she didn't get her way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah, that's like a, a new level of stubbornness, I feel. Cause mm-hmm. even watching it with my mom, she was just like, Oh, she was like, she not um she was like she not even helping um him with the wedding and she was just like then she had she was just like, Well, I guess I wouldn't either and I'm just like, Oh me, you wouldn't <laughs> I was like, that's revealing, but like also like I can understand, like I, I think it goes back to not supporting the idea of a 15 year old yeah ma- like marriage which I like I completely understand that because like but um but yeah like I would if you would think you know the easy choice I guess um would be to like have Naomi like eventually come to like this place of acceptance at least sooner yeah to be like okay this is really happening like let me be a good mom and do it but it's like I guess it is like the stronger, more conflicting choice to have her, like, resist this as long as possible. Uh-huh. And even, like, when you come to terms with it and accept that it's going to happen, still mm-hmm. not wanting to celebrate it, I understand as well. Yeah, exactly. Because I think her coming into Sam's office and being, like, giving him those references, like, yeah. I think that that was a huge step for her mm-hmm. to be, like, that's all I can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It felt, yeah. it felt very Addison to me with, like, no, I don't know how many like party planning things Addison knows in LA mm-hmm. right now because she's only been there for a few years. Mm-hmm. But it felt very much like something Addison would do of like a very busy and the captain thing of like call this person for flowers and this person for this and don't do that. It's tacky. Yes, yes. It was a very like Shonda moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pete being done, being mad at Violet was really sweet and fun to watch. And I really like mm-hmm. when they have levity in their relationship because it is mm-hmm. so, I don't know the word I'm looking for, strained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a relationship that, that I think we as a viewer and like maybe just me personally, like I wanted them to like work out. I wanted them to like work out, raise the baby together. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted the fairy tale for them. So it's nice to see that they're like being amicable now. Yes, absolutely. There are so many flowers in the room with Violet when Naomi comes in. I think it's Naomi. Yeah, it's definitely Naomi. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, there's no way to hide that she's been helping. No. I didn't. Doesn't she, like, did someone die? (laughs) Right. And Naomi actually handled it pretty – she handled it a lot better than I thought she was going to. Yeah. The fact that Violet was helping because I was just like, oh, no. But maybe they're saving the blow up for when Addison and Sam get found out. Okay. Which is crazy for me already jumping ahead to musings, which is crazy because I love that it's still going to like, they're still going to have to pay the consequences, even though like they did not currently active and like they didn't like act on it. Like, you know, it's crazy that it's just like, even the fact that it was like a 
temporary spark is still gonna like bite them in the butt yeah which is a shame for Addison yeah because <laughs> she's actually trying to do the right thing and it's like girl did you notice anything specifically about Violet in that scene the scene with Naomi mm-hmm. when she was telling her that she's helping out with the mm-hmm. no and I'm mad did I, I... miss an easter egg no, it's not an Easter egg. It's just something that I feel like you would notice, but it's okay that you didn't because again, there's so many there's so much that you're taking in. Cuz I was peeping like, I mean, I feel like, you know, the camera helped a lot with that, but like it was very obvious that Violet peeped what was going on between Sam yeah. and Addison. Um I did peep that, but like in the Naomi and Violet scene, it's nothing no. show related. Not show related. Okay. It's is like, it something you can tell me without it being a spoiler? Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Violet has her shoes off and then her feet are on the table. I did not notice that. There's a do do you watch Drag Race? Not consistently, but like I'm okay. familiar. So there's a podcast that I love called Race Chaser, and it's with Alaska uh-huh. and Willem. And Willem okay. has this thing about the pit crew is like the Hawkeyes and like minimal clothing, which like is an issue onto itself. But anyway, uh-huh. um, they don't wear shoes, and Willem makes it a thing. And like every time they see the pit crew, they're like, "Not shoes. That's an OSHA violation. <laughs> like oh you're not God. wearing shoes. You're not wearing shoes. You're not wearing shoes." And it, I felt like Willem was screaming in my ear, being like, Violet's not wearing shoes. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I like to put your feet on the table. Right. That's like very comfortable. I guess she's like, this is my office. Yeah. That's, yeah. I would still be um, hesitant to do that just out of fear that someone like Naomi would walk in and see me with my shoes off. Yeah. And then I was thinking like, if you're in a scene and you mm-hmm. are sitting down, you're not walking, and your feet aren't – like, it's very possible that Amy Brenneman, the actor, was just not wearing mm-hmm. shoes. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very possible to think that, like, you are you have a different shot than you actually have. Yeah. It was really funny to me. I just I just wanted to That know. is so funny. Good eye. Yeah. I completely missed that, yeah. But also at the same time, like, she's just, like, hanging out, so there's no reason for her to have shoes on. Right. Yeah, is it? Are we supposed to think that it's after hours? Yes, after office hours. Yes, it was very interesting to me. Makes sense. I only have one more note. I don't want to overtake you if you have more. No, I I don't honestly. Yeah. Are you familiar? No, are you familiar with the um, Mayor Dare theme music from Grey's? No. It's every time Meredith and Derek are together. It's like. I'm sure if I heard it, I'd be, yeah. Yeah, it plays every time. And the whole time at the gala when William and Naomi were together, they were playing, Mm -hmm. like, old, slow, classic music, like Nat King Cole, Elephant Girl, stuff like that. And when they're meeting at the end and they go for their kiss, it was playing Mm -hmm. Nat King Cole. And I was like, is that style of music going to be their Mare Dare theme? They're like oh. not necessarily like one song, but you know, a genre. So I'm going to keep my, keep my eye out for that. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Because usually at the end of the episode, it's like fast music. Yeah. Or something like to wrap it up and sometimes funny, sure. sometimes. Yeah. Like, a. but I, I was, I was, yeah. Wondering about that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't think I've been trying to be more keen to like, theme music and scores in television I just finished watching binging I should say succession Mm. uh last night and um you know it's a very popular theme that like they weave in and out and then in different variations too that's like super cool so that's that's really cool I have to keep my eye out for that one yeah oh I was gonna text you about euphoria when I was watching but it was with the times difference I didn't want to wake you up so we'll text about that later I'd be up yeah it's fine (laughs) yes yes um all right on to sam's style yes fife's outfit at the gala really got me i mean his hair was done he had a classic black jacket and white shirt but his Mm -hmm. bow tie was like dark plum with a hot pink edge and i think i was still on the like sam iridescent shirt that i was on like a couple and it it was just so stunning and I loved wow. it. It was super sleek and super awesome. And I know that, like, he wasn't really a focus of that scene. So if any listeners right. want to go back, it's 23 minutes and 23 seconds. 
I was looking for a still for us to put on on our Instagram, but there's no photo of him in the stills on Gray's Wiki or IMDb. Interesting. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't even I didn't even notice. I did notice like just I think his hair is probably what I noticed the most because we're used to seeing him have like not a scruffy look, but like a more um daytime. Yeah, a more daytime, like I feel like casual, like not minimal effort (laughs) look when he like comes to the office. So it was nice to see him dressed up. Yeah. Um, Those were like two, I guess the the only notes I didn't cover, they like were fashion related notes. Because I told you like that's literally something that kind of like goes over my head. But like I really liked Addison's, um, the trench coat that she wore when she went to meet Michael um, when she went to his house. I like that trench coat. And then I also liked um, the paisley dress that she wore when she walked in on Violet and Sam having their like wedding planning moment. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. Yeah. I I almost made the paisley dress the Sam style, except I didn't love the very bottom part. It was like all patterned. And then the very bottom was like cut off with just one color. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see the bottom. I love a paisley, especially like a statement paisley like that. Mm-hmm. Big it fan. fit her really well. Yeah. Really nice. yes. She had a couple really good dresses in this episode. She did. She did. I liked her style a lot. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about our guest star spotlight? I'm really excited to hear. Yes. Our guest star spotlight, I feel like it's so obvious, but is Caitlin Deaver or Dever. We talked about Yeah, please tell too. us. <laughs> yeah, let us know, y'all. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Caitlin, um, she played this episode, not Paige. Caitlin pa- played Paige in this episode, and she was born on December 21st, 1996. Wow, she is younger than us, Sam. Um, she was born in Phoenix, Arizona. She is 5'3", so she's a little shorty. Um, and ironically, there wasn't much to find on her trivia, but I will read <laughs> I will read what I found. Uh, she attended children's acting classes at Dallas Young Actor Studio in Dallas, Texas. Um, she was inducted into the Texas Film Hall of Fame with the Rising Star Award on March 12, 2020 in Austin, Texas. So very recently. March 12, um, and- 2020? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. Right before the world shut down. Yeah, I mean, I was already shut down because, you know, I have an anxiety Were you? in Manhattan. But, yeah. That, that part. There's some, some quotes just about how she enjoys going between drama and comedy, which I think that she does really well. Very she well. That, um, she, she likes showing that she can show people that she can do both. And she said, I would have to say that I have to concentrate more when I'm doing comedy. There are so many details that make up any character, but developing a character for a dramatic role seems to come much more naturally. And I think she proved that with her series with Netflix. Yeah. 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 I, I can see that too. I feel like with comedy, with the timing and, you know, the little, you know, the different takes. Yeah. I can see that. I've never thought about it yeah. that way. Yeah, I think people, and I think the assumption is that comedy would be easier because it's, like, lighter. Nah. But it's almost, like, so much more specific, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like your brain has to work harder. It's a different kind of difficult. It is. It does take a lot of concentration because it's, like, a timing thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Math. <laughs> yeah. Our trivia, this episode scored 9.04 million viewers, which is great. That's pretty good for like the mid season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like um, eleven is the highest they've ever gotten, so that's great. Really? Okay. And also, Megan Henning, who plays Lauren Woods, also played Karen Zillow—not Zillow, Karen Willow Zellman—in Grey's, and Ben Caramello, who plays mm-hmm. Michael Woods, who we don't like, also played Darren Covington in an episode of Grey's. They will, they will recycle these actors in Shondaland. Yeah, we love work. We love working. Neither one of which, yes, we, lo- we love working actors. Um, unfortunately, I do not remember either of those characters. But it's been a while since I started my Grey's binging journey, so. Yeah, I uh, wish they said the season, and then I would. Yeah. I think I'd know better. It'd be easier to remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. You've mused a little bit for us, but would you muse some more? Oh, yes. What more can I muse about? I guess the first thing that comes to mind is this Naomi and William relationship. I think it will be short-lived. <laughs> okay. I think that it's like, 
I think it's a nice distraction for Naomi right now in the midst of like Maya's wedding planning um, and wedding soon come. Um, I think that Fife is going to finally get the courage to speak up and share his feelings and that, you know, I think they've already established some chemistry between Fife and Naomi. So I think that like once he finally expresses that she might come to and I see Naomi like having like a whole like identity questioning about like, oh, what will it mean to date someone who's handicapped? And then maybe eventually like she'll give in. I would be interested to see. I don't I think that that would be short lived, too. But I would just be interested to see how that would like play out because I feel like it's been bubbling for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm amused about that. Um Oh, something that I didn't write down, but I it struck me was when Addison mm-hmm. was talking to Naomi and Naomi was writing this speech. Um, mm-hmm. Naomi says something like, how am I supposed to write this speech about this like super wealthy guy? And Addison, just like she was saying, like, I'd like eggs and toast for breakfast, please. She goes, mm-hmm. you write about the man, not the money. Because she's done it before so many times. Yep. Yep. That's it's so struck true. me. Yeah. But anyway, and keep it was, going. The, no, you're, you just reminded me that there wasn't. An- there was another moment in that scene where like Addison almost told on herself again about yeah. Naomi was like, are we talking about, what did she say? Are we talking about, I forget what she asked her, but it was like, it was another moment, like almost similar, but not as dramatic as the one where uh, Naomi was just like, Oh, if you slept with your best friend's ex-husband, you really are messed up. Like, yeah. Like another of one of those. Scene. But, um, but anyway, Naomi's going to find out about Sam and Addison eventually and all hell is going to break loose. And um, what else? Uh, I guess Maya's really about to get married, child. She don't need to, but <laughs> um, what else? Um, you want Dell to find love. What are you thinking about Violet? I was just thinking about Violet. I was thinking about if um, this this like moment in the woods that Pete and Addison just had, if that's going to have any effect on Violet and Pete's relationship. I feel like it shouldn't. I mean, like Violet has been with people since, yeah, you know, all this too. Um, and so, but yeah, I was just wondering with like, now that they're like starting to like, you know, now that Pete has forgiven her and he literally admitted that he's still in love with her. I'm wondering how like that will affect if that ever comes to the light, which I think it will. And then I had a moment where I wasn't sure based on the camera, like when it showed, when, when when Addison was like, I'm seeing someone. And then it immediately showed Pete. I was wondering if Sam had pieced it together that it's Pete, but it might not have been. It might've just been the camera showing Sam seeing Pete when Pete was just like, we have to go. We have an emergency, but it was the uh. night after they had like their slept together. And I was like, did Sam piece it together? But they didn't show Sam have the realization. They just showed him seeing Pete. So I might have been, there was a moment like that in succession that I had also just watched. So I might have just been like hyper vigilant of like, but, uh, but yes. So, um, what else? Charlotte and Cooper. I want them to get over each other more so Cooper to get over each other and just like get back together. Okay. But, um, okay. but I don't know if they're moving further and further apart from that, but I don't, I don't think so. Actually. I think that they're just like both in like, this immature like catty stage post breakup so I hope that I hope that they'll get back together but um did that cover everybody I think so everybody we've had a few listeners reach out very interested in um Mm -hmm. the Charlotte Cooper thing for you and like asking oh really yeah if you if you've said anything to me that like is not on the show and everything is on the show we mostly we don't usually text about private practice because we talk about it here right we text about other shows and like schedule and like friendship stuff but um yeah so yeah they're very invested in how you feel about that couple that's so funny yeah I think I want them to work out so badly I just like want Cooper to like forgive her I just I don't know you want them to be in a healthy relationship I want them to be in a healthy relationship and I was just about to say I was gonna say like considering all the things that Cooper has done but then I thought about it I was like Cooper was actually a really good boyfriend like he was a really good partner in their relationship because that's I think I think his relationship with Charlotte made him like a better man overall um but now until he started treating her like garbage exactly until that and now like I feel he's slipping back into like pre-Charlotte Cooper I mean he's just like dating dating around which is like what like 
admit people do, but <laughs> I feel like his ten his old tendencies are coming up now that they've broken up. Yeah. I also that's why I forgot, I think. He he lulls you into a false sense of security when because you you forget how terrible he was to her. That's like I do that too when I was like, Yeah, they're so good together. He's such a better man mm-hmm. when he's with her, but then you watch how he treats her. Right, exactly. Like I'm I just glad felt I'm not like the only one. No. Yeah. I didn't think that I mean it was a big thing, but I didn't think that that was gonna be like what broke them up. I was just like, Okay, like she had a life before you. Sorry. Yeah. Like So did you. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So Yeah. All right. My MVP is Naomi mm-hmm. oh, nice. dealing with the William stuff. That monologue, uh-huh. that monologue, like would have been it, oh, at, like award winning. Period. Um, but also helping Sam with planning. I feel like a lot of what I'm thankful for Naomi about right now is like strictly getting over herself and like realizing, mm-hmm. like stopping her pity party, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was yeah. really good of her. She had a really good episode character character wise mm-hmm. um my mvp is charlotte um mm. i think in spite of all of the mess it took me a while to think about it i was just like who's like the hero of this stuff? and like i don't know it didn't seem very obvious to me but i had to think about it and i thought that like despite the issues that she and cooper have been having post breakup for her to go in and talk to his patient and talk to Paige um and like level with her and be really empathetic about the, you know, the love bite. Yeah. Um, I thought was like really big of her because she didn't, she didn't have to do that. It wasn't her patient. Yeah. That's why she was my MVP. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll never say no to Charlotte being an MVP. I know. I know. <laughs> I like Charlotte. I think she has a good heart. Yeah. So <laughs> my, ri- the, yeah, underneath the exterior. I was exterior. just underneath the exterior. <laughs> yeah. My rating, I didn't write one last night, and I was like, it'll come to me this morning, and now we're here, and I'm like, I I don't know, Um, but I'm seeing for some reason that scene in Finding Nemo with the school of fish, and, like, they keep going and going and going, even though there's all this stuff going on around them, like, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Sam and Addison are still taking care of Lauren, Mm -hmm. and Pete, Mm -hmm. and not, well, yes, Pete, but, um, Charlotte and Cooper are working together to help Paige and Mm -hmm. all of these things are going on around the sides but they're still you know they're doing their work they're going to the gala Fife Mm -hmm. is still working with William and um, Naomi even though you know his heart is breaking on the inside and it's Mm -hmm. it reminded me of like the school of fish just like swimming around Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's good. I felt like I was grasping for straws for my rating. Yeah, that's what I felt (laughs) just now. I was really trying to let it come to me, but right before we recorded, of course, I had the thought of, like, um, like lost and found, always on a beach. Of course, of Um, course. But but more so, not not really in a concrete way, but I guess um, emotionally, like, dealing with the loss of something, but, like, finding something better so like yeah. Naomi losing the idea of like what the life that she had planned or you know that she thought of for her daughter um and you know now she's getting married but like finding something else like you know a new relationship potential relationship with William um uh what else um yeah I was inspired by the the little pep talk that Addison had gave to Lauren like, you know, you know, your husband's not coming. It's like, sometimes like, you know, we lose things we love and, you know, we have to like dig deep and, you know, find something else. And so her going through that same with Sam, like, you know, losing her relationship with Sam, but like, she's being a better friend as a result of it. Who else? Definitely Paige. I mean, we know what oh, she's, yeah. she's going through as a, as a young teen, losing this idea of a relationship that she thought she had with Seth that was false. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's my my rating as abstract as it is. <laughs> no, I love it. I feel like yeah, our ratings are always you know the best ratings to ever happen. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at bhab podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. 
You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show. Plus, we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash BHAB podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 15. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at Podcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. T-G-I-T.